Okay, so yeah, we just wanted to, I guess, uh, let this track just be, just ask you about the brothers. Okay. So. We'll talk a little bit. I think we're going to start with Mike because he and I, Mike and I were the only ones that were age-related. We were both the same age. Of course, we're stepbrothers. <clears throat> we were a month apart. And we literally grew up either including a significant period of time before Roy and my mother married. So we were kind of always together in my childhood memories. Um, yeah, we had a lot of fun. I mean, he was a good guy. We 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 got in trouble a lot. I mean, we know we in Washington. I have a scar beneath my mustache uh, from when he. We were headed off to a field with a shovel that we weren't supposed to have because we were going to dig a hole that we weren't supposed to dig. And he turned around and smacked me with the shovel. And then we had to admit to Helen, his mom, that we were doing things we weren't supposed to do. But that's the kind of thing we did. Uh, every time we were together, we'd do something. Uh, Tahlequah, Oklahoma, we were on the dairy one summer. We are like, I don't know, 10, 11 years old, um, milking cows, literally standing down in a pit with four cows on each side, putting milking machines on them. If they start to pee or poop, you just got to stand there and take it. <laughs> Uh, so we took it a lot, uh, and we laughed it off, got through it. But one, I, we had a lot of time that summer. We, we'd play in the hay. We'd dig in hay bales that we weren't supposed to be in. We'd swim in the cattle tanks full of water moccasins and cow crap uh, because that's what we did. Uh, we, we actually had fun. In high school, we went our separate ways somewhat because we worked in different jobs um, and we had a different circle of friends, but we'd still spend time together and still enjoy each other's company. He was a motorcycle rider. I was a car guy. Uh, so we had a little bit different interests, but we had a lot of fun together. Uh, good, hardworking guy. Had some different challenges, but he always seemed to overcome them. I tell you, but even as an adult, <clears throat> he was one of the hardest working guys I'd ever seen. He and Kate bought a restaurant, an IHOP, think College Station, worked their hearts out. And I know how hard restaurants can be. I mean, they worked so hard. You know, didn't complain, just did it. Uh, he'd go out on oil fields in West Texas. I don't even know what those guys do out there, but I know it's really hard work. That's what he would do. You show up at his house, the grill gets turned on, and the meat starts cooking. Um greatest smoker in the world he would cook barbecue for our reunions for anybody dropping by for anybody along the road that needed to eat i mean he just his heart was always there for everybody um so it was a good man lived a hard life in a lot of ways but sure made it work uh, just a super super guy um and i hope that uh, everybody remembers him as that my probably one of the last conversations I had, I talked to him a few times after he'd um, gotten the diagnosis of lung cancer. And he was just Mike, you know, he called me to tell me, he said, well, yeah, I got cancer. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> yeah, lung cancer. I'm, I'm going to try the treatment. Hopefully it'll go in remission, but that's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And he was just, he accepted his lot in life. And, boy, he had had some real challenges, uh, but he had overcome them. Good man, I think a good example for everybody. Um, just a super, super guy. 
uh, yeah, so that, and Mike, you know, we had a good time. We, we were in Colorado together in the summers. I mean, we hiked together. We climbed mountains. We used climbing gear that we didn't know how to use. And we, <laughs> how we survived without becoming paralyzed, I have no idea. Um, at the time, uh, in Colorado, you had to be 18 to drink in a 3.2% alcohol bar. That was the big thing. Yeah, I'd always have a band, you know, Jefferson Starship was actually one of the big bands that would play in those clubs. We, because we were always living with or around college-age kids, really didn't have a problem getting in those bars. Nobody ever carded us because we were with the older kids. And we probably spent a lot of time in those places <laughs> and probably did a few other things that we probably shouldn't have done. But yeah, he was a good guy. You know, and I, I would hope that certainly Dan and Kate and Jim could add a lot more. Um, you know, you know the rest of the family, Don in particular, much older than me, um, much like my brother Dave, which would be my oldest half-brother. So they were grown and gone is, uh, during my childhood. They were already gone. Um I remember Don as just that hardworking guy that he was always like an auto mechanic or a small repair shop mechanic. Uh, in Oklahoma, there was a time, actually there was, I did remember, there was a time I actually lived with Don and one of his wives. I'm not sure which one. I think there was two or three. Um, and I actually did stay with him for a while. And I, I remember you, you, you stayed up late. There was a lot of cigarettes. You drank a lot of beer. But then you get up and go to work. And you just work, work, work. Um, he came to see us once in in, in uh, Dallas. Drove down from Washington. His primary concern after seeing all the family was, where can I change the oil in my car? He needed to change the oil in the car before he drove back. <laughs> because he was a mechanic. And that's what he did. Um, he was, I think, a good-hearted person. I, you know, I didn't know him well. I don't have a lot of memories because he just wasn't around that much um, in my life. Uh, Dave, again, he was older, uh, super guy. Uh, I got to know him better when I moved back to Texas as an adult. Uh, we had a few months together before he passed away. And he's literally a man's man, um, the John Wayne character. Uh, he, he was, he'd also lived a hard life <laughs> out of the Navy. And I remember seeing Dave in a hospital after a bar fight with all kinds of knife wounds. Uh, wow. Uh, a bit of a fighter, but not a <laughs> malicious fighter. He was a very uh, hurt, caring man, um, plumber in his later years. Um, my best, fondest memory of him too. One, when I first got back to Texas, he comes and gets me. Shows up at the house. He's got his pickup truck and his third or fourth wife. I don't know. Um, he said, let's go get some beer. Well, in Texas at the time, you don't just run down to the store and get beer because it was very controlled. So we had to drive halfway across Hell of Creation to find a place to sell beer. <laughs> we get the beer. He opens two beers. And we start driving back down the freeway. <laughs> this was so foreign to me because uh, it was just very different from the way I had lived in Vegas with my kids. But it was fun, and it was great to get to know that. The first and only winter I had the chance to spend with him, um, it was a horrible, it was, I think, the winter of 80, 
84, 83, 84. Horrible nationwide freeze. Horrible ice storm. Went on for days. The, he apparently, like, there was a, an outside faucet in my house that after the freeze was all over, I'm, I'm out looking at the backyard spigot. And I'm like, that looks different. It looks new. And I, I was talking to Dave. I said, what? My faucet looks new. Do you have any idea what, uh, what I'm confused? He says, yeah, oh, I changed it for you. <laughs> it, it was broken in the ice storm. I just came over and changed it. <laughs> That's the kind of guy he was. Well, never even told me, just changed it, fixed it, went on about his business. Um, and he eventually developed uh, uh, an infection of a heart valve, uh, probably had been there uh, compromised as a, a child, but got an infection, probably strapped, you know, probably from his work, passed away. Um, and Bob, I think you guys know all the things about Bob. I live with Bob from time to time in Texas. I lived with Bob, your your dad and mom. Um, I remember one place it was, I think we had a shared bathroom down the hall. Uh, the landlord was really, like, she had notes all over the place, used toilet paper one sheet at a time, not the wall. I mean, it was like crazy place. <laughs> but anyway, he was, he was always there for me to take care of me, his little brother. Uh, he always made sure I was taken care of. Um, and Dan and I, we again, he was a busy guy. He was busy. We had memories together, but he was trying to get through high school. He and Lynn met, and then they were gone. And I, mean, they, I, I remember he, when they left, he had, you can ask him, it was, I think it was the, oh, what was the death trap car, um, the push button uh, a transmission, what the hell was it? Um, Nader wrote a book about it. Um, I think it was Nader. But it was a horrible car. But he had actually had to cut out a piece of metal in the floorboard above the transmission and put a pair of vice grips on the bolt to change the transmission. <laughs> and that's how he and Lynn left Texas. Wow. <laughs> heading off to Colorado <laughs> in that car. Uh, crazy stuff. Um but yeah, they made their way. You know, they had a tough life too. But you know, they did good. They they figured it out. And I used to see, go down to see him in Huachuca City a lot. When you mentioned that, wintertime we'd go back and forth. We'd stop to see Dan, and he'd come out to Vegas and see us out there. Um, Jim, again, much older, um, always funny, always a, good for a laugh. He came to see us often in Vegas for a while. Um, but yeah, he's just fun, life loving guy. Um, that's about all I can remember. That's a lot. Yeah. Still brain. Yeah. Did you yeah. ever meet Cecil? I never met Cecil to my knowledge. Um, I've often wondered if I knew him. When we first went, and we're talking about Cecil, Roy's uh, son that was, I think, killed by a car accident. When we went to Washington, I vaguely think Cecil was there, but I don't have that memory that I could repeat it. So, no, I didn't know him. And, you know, I guess you you probably heard the stories, but it sounded like he was very intelligent uh, as a kid. And About? Cecil. I, I, yeah, I, but again, I, I don't really yeah. know him. I don't know those stories. Um, when Roy came into my life as a stepdad, their focus really was on the future, not the past. And yeah. It wasn't 
unless it involved an immediate situation, they lived day to day trying to figure it out. I tell you what, we got to Vegas and they, we, true story, we literally, their first Christmas in Las Vegas, we each had $10 to spend to go out and buy something. That was, that was 40 bucks. That was a lot of money. <laughs> Mike and I and Roy and, and Bob. Um, you know, and he literally went to the Salvation Army to get our shoes and school clothes. I mean, just, you have a lot of money. Yeah. But they made it work. They worked hard and figured it out. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Uncle Paul, for okay. sharing. And uh, really appreciate it. Really enjoyed it today. So, uh, yeah, thanks again. We're excited to get this out there, everybody. So. Thanks for being here. All right. All right. Good stuff.